Ladies and gentlemen, a very good evening and a warm welcome to season 22-23 with the Red and Blue Review. My name is Nick Philpott. I'm down here in the corner. I don't know if you can see me, but it doesn't really matter if you can't. Uh, I am joined and we are being very well hosted by Jill Hoyo. Jill, put your face in the picture. There he is. The man himself. The big man, chef, host, uh, and everybody else. We're at Shay's Holyoke this evening, and I am delighted to be joined with our team. First, ladies, first good evening. Luce, welcome. How are you? Thank you very much, Nick. I'm good. We missed you. <laughs> we missed you. Lucy's back on the screen where she belongs. All the way from Australia, it's Mr. What? Uh, Aaron Myers, and Mr. <laughs> what's, what's, he, what's, what's his name? What's he watching tonight? Love Island. Oh, Myers. Love yeah. Island. That's yeah. what I was Apparently, Aaron can't <coughs> hang around too long, ladies and gentlemen, because he's watching Love Island. Your thoughts in the comments, please. Welcome, mate. Welcome back from Australia. Thank you very much. And also, Ian Noble, as always, Mr. Reliable is here on EDM. Evening, guys. <laughs> and Tim Richards is obviously sitting beside me. Uh, it's one of the shiny head. Evening, Tim. Evening, sir. Um, <laughs> Nigel, if you can hear me, could you please bring Fergus up? Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest with us this evening uh, that Ian's going to be talking to in a minute, and uh, he's going to be talking to us about the trip to Horse Trader down under. Oh, hello, Nigel. He's, he's dropped out, but I'll bring him back in. Yeah, well, yeah that'd be good. But this evening, ladies and gentlemen, we're just having a bit of a jolly, a pre-season jolly. Uh, just talking about what's going to happen with the season and all the rest of it, uh, and what we think is going to happen. I think by the end of the, our predictions this evening, you're going to be surprised what my thoughts are on the, how this season will pan out. If you remember Holyoke last year, he was talking about eight and 18, okay? Um, and he was talking about the eighth and 18th finish league uh, position. I'm just going to move along a little bit so I could probably get that. That's a bit better. <laughs> no, go the other way. Uh, <laughs> And I must excuse myself later. I've had a bit of an accident this summer. We don't need to know about that. We don't need to know. Just go on with this. And we'll, we'll, uh, I'll get it sorted out. Oh, Facebook user. Hello from Sunny Bahamas. Facebook user, that's what you're coming up on screen as. Can you give us your name so we can say hello to you? I'm just seeing if there's, there's just any comments coming through on there. So, how's the summer? Paul Holden, Mark Callaghan, I can see you. Good evening, guys. Um, how has the summer been transfer window? Anybody give me an idea of what they think our next transfer spending? See, you and you and technology. How many times have we got out this conversation? <laughs> yeah, you're a okay. Any idea how much we have spent? What the net spend is so far in this summer transfer window? <clears throat> you didn't ask. You didn't ask me to prepare this, so I've no idea off the top of my head. Come I'm, on, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Thirty-five million. You're very close. It's actually twenty-seven million. That's uh, not bad, is it? And mm. I don't think we've overexerted ourselves at all. And there's still how many days left? Thirty-three days yeah. left. Transfer window. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, out in Facebook land, how do you feel that we've done so far in this transfer window? I think the most exciting thing is check the Corey. Andrew, I can see you. Oh, Andrew, is that you out in the Bahamas? Tom Clark, Samuel, ladies and gentlemen, oh, look, let's check the core rate. No, that, that's, that is Chris Richards. And Chris Richards is obviously. Not Cliff Richards, Chris Richards. And it, that is check the core Andrew, I can see. There's Chris Richards. Tom, let's get this right, guys. That's Chris Richards, okay. Uh, American international, joined us from Bayern Munich. Munich. Uh, Sam Tom, Johnston there. There's Sam, all the way from West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> Um, I must mention on Tom Clark Samuel, Tom messaged me just before we went live. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our pre-Arsenal uh, fun thing that he does on Instagram is now up and running and live. 
please get on there give it a like give it a share on whatever it is you do on instagram mark callaghan's in there james steve up to see you George Wack, we could even Joe. Joan, how are you? Great to see you back. Do you want me to do some? Clothes? Yeah, please do. Uh, big shout out here to Paul Holden. We've got Andrew as well. We've got Graham Kitch. Big love to the GK. And we've got Daniel Garlic. We've got Andy Hopper. We've got uh, Simon Previn. Hello. We've got Luke Cooper. We've got Mark Corbett. We've got Tom. Hello, Tom. Always good to see you on here. Lee Clark. Joan Wells. Joan, I always kind of give you a little shout out. It's good to see you back on here. George. Can't wait to see you in the new season. We've got Simon Daly watching as well. We've got James Convey. We've got Tim over there, which must be on Nick's phone. That's not confusing. Uh, Kathy Thompson. We've got um, Daniel Garlic as well. Keep your comments coming in, and we'll try and get them uh, a shout out. But it's obviously it's wonderful to see you. I think what I think what we want to know is we want to know what your prediction is of where we're going to finish in the league. So um, if you want to start putting that in the chat, that would be really good. Um, you've got a choice, one to twenty, really. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shall we throw him under the bus first of all, Mr. Eight and Eighteen? Okay, Joe Holio, your thoughts on the transfer window starting off, and your thoughts on oh. where we where we will end up as a team this season? Well, you know that, that when the football season is not the football season, that I actually don't care about football. <laughs> so I've had today to think about this purely because you've all come over, and I I can't say eight for eighteen. No, no, you so can't. I'm going to say ninth. I'm going to just say ninth. Jones agreeing with Joe there. Well, I'm um, very optimistic. I'm very impressive. If we got to tonight, I'd be delighted. Should we do any more yet, or should we hold them for the? Nigel, is Fergus going to join us? It would be good to see, see how the pre. I thought the pre-season. I don't know you guys. The pre-season seemed a little bit fragmented with half the squad in one hemisphere and the other half in another hemisphere. Why, why was that, Nick? Uh, jab and no jab. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Jab or yeah. I mean, I mean, I was when I first heard the news about who wasn't travelling to Singapore and Australia. I was, I was gobsmacked. Frankly, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Can I give my opinion on that? When I saw the squad come out, I was like, Hallelujah! It's highly delightful. You and your schoolboy era. Ladies and gentlemen, I bet for those that you haven't seen this, I bet I'll say to you that Aaron has flown all the way back from Melbourne and he touched down. I think it was the day before the squad touched down in Melbourne. He lives out in, in Melbourne now and uh, he came back at the wrong time. Fergus, welcome to the Red and Blue Review, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fergus Tid. How are you doing, mate? Can you hear us yeah, okay? Bad, thank you. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, all good. Good. Ferg, um, now you were one of a. We were talking after the game against Montpellier and uh, of course uh, you and I go to most home games together and um, you were one yeah. of a handful of people that were... Uh, mad enough or uh, committed enough to get out to <laughs> Australia and Singapore. Uh, look at that, up for the Eagles yeah, on tour. Um, there you are with Dave Hart and Brighty and Steve Parrish. Look at this. Yeah. So tell me first of all, tell us first of all, Ferg, why you decided to, to go on the trip? Um, well, I just caught the end of that conversation you guys were having. I actually thought I'd be going out there to see the first team play. Um <laughs> Uh, and obviously against top opposition, the Liverpools and Man United's. Um, and obviously it's a, a, an amazing um, chance to see your team play in some world-class stadiums, you know, like the Singapore National Stadium, MCG and the Optus Stadium. Um, so that, that was the main reason. Uh, and obviously to support the team, uh, once yeah. in a lifetime opportunity. So I just thought, yeah, I've got to do it. There's stuff. us right Until, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there's the flag again in the middle there. Uh, what ground is that one at? 
That's MTG. You know, that's the MTG, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah cool. MTG, yeah. Now, um, Tell me how you felt when you saw the squad that was announcing. Uh, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little deflated, I would say. Um, but you've just got to make the best of it, haven't you? I just thought, yeah. well, you know, they're all they're all playing for the for the for the colours, so it doesn't matter who's on who's on a pitch. You have got to support them. So uh, yeah, so- yeah, a little bit, a little, a little bit disappointing. But but um, actually, I think. It was a real success. Um, we got to see some of the uh, the youngsters coming through, and we've got some really, really good youth team players coming through. The, the future is really bright. Good. And, and tell me then, because um, you saw them, you know, for the whole game, live three games. Um, obviously, it was a it was an experienced eleven that started the three games, or as experienced as we could get it, probably with the squad available. But um, tell me who yeah. stood out for you? What's the youngsters then? Who, who, who caught your eye? So, so the main one was Killian Phillips. I thought he right. he was probably the best best player on the park against Liverpool. No Irish bias um, there from you. <laughs> yeah, being Irish. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think he was the standout. I think um, Malcolm Abui really stood out. Um, yeah. Uh, Raksaki played well. Um, mm-hmm. I do think Abui probably upstaged him a little bit. Um, I, I think Abu is a, a fantastic signing for us. He looks really, really good, really confident. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, those were the two outstanding. I, I know Joe's not going to like it. I thought Ayu had a good tournament. <laughs> he's, he's obviously um, trying his hardest to get, to get into that first 11. <laughs> he's, he's in the optics at the moment, as you can probably see behind me here. Um, <laughs> large treble measure to cope with that news but yeah still no uh, good tournament didn't he yeah absolutely Ferg, i'll be interested to know your yeah. thoughts you've seen Abui. do you think um he'll be in amongst the first team team squad or do you be sent out I, alone this season i know i, I, I i'd be amazed if he doesn't stay in the first team i he um he he played really well at, um, against manchester united and he put he put a couple of their world-class defenders on their backsides so, yeah I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in and around the first team this season. Yeah, Colin Waterman in the chat is actually agreeing with you. That he said that Phillips is a standout player for us on that, on that tour. Uh, I saw, I was lucky enough to see two or three of the games on the Palace TV Plus, uh, and it was good. Uh, can, can, I, I, can I ask one? Yeah, Sorry, Barry, can I ask a question? Only because I'm a part of sort of... Um, as you know, grouped out in Australia. How well was we represented out there in terms of like I'm part of a Melbourne supporters club, Perth supporters club, uh, living over there myself. Yeah. How well was yeah. how well was we followed out there, and how did you find the MCG? It's a beautiful stadium to me personally. It but. is. The, the, the support was amazing. There was around 400 of us in Singapore, um, so so not so many there. But Melbourne, I think it was around 4,000 plus. Um, supporters really? and and uh, yeah, and and they'd come from all over the place. They'd come from Thailand, Vietnam, New Zealand, um, Brisbane, wow. Sydney. Um, a lot of the Perth guys flew across to Melbourne for the first game, and we all flew back together yeah, for I... for the game in Perth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hats yeah off very to well hats supported. Off really well done to everybody that made that trip. I, mean, I think it's yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, so we know you're on Robin's shoulders. Say again? 
I was going to say 46 so hours in the air. 46 hours, 46 in, hours the air. in the air. And you, you were on yeah. the 13 nights, but you only booked nine nights accommodation. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you're in Australia now with the delay, but there we are. Um, uh, tell me, yeah. um, you rub your shoulders with a few of the uh, great and good of uh, Crystal Palace Football Club out there. So uh, tell us about who you, who you met and who you had chats with. Um, how did that go? Um, yeah, so it was really good. I had a chat with Brighty. We had a chat about, um, you know, the fact that the team was split over um, two different, you know, the other side of the world. And um, he seemed to think that it wasn't really an issue. He said it's not ideal. Um, I had a chat with Parrish, asked him exactly the same question. You know, did he think it was beneficial having half the team here and half the team back in the UK? Again, he said it wasn't ideal. He said, but... If you look at it this way, we've got 10 um, fresh first-team players that haven't travelled. Um, so um, that's a benefit. And I said to him, OK, I get that, but the manager who's picking the side is over here and they're over there. And he said, don't worry, um, Patrick's yeah. in contact with the team constantly on a daily basis. Um, and then he said, let's see what happens on the 5th. And based on what happened for the first 60 minutes at Montpellier, I don't yeah. actually think it's had an impact. Or, or it's had a positive impact, maybe, because people have had more minutes and we've had a chance yep. to see more youngsters on the pitch, for sure. Absolutely. My understanding was that this tour, the Australia part of the tour, was pre-booked pre-pandemic uh, um, and so they had, yeah. they, they had they were obliged to fulfill any obligations that they had uh, so I, I sort of understand it and the reason for the fragment, fragmented squad was the COVID thing some of them were jabbed and some of them weren't jabbed hence why some of the first team didn't travel is that did you get any of that sort of feedback from the club yeah I think I think the main reason was around vaccinations and the fact that Australia being very, very strict. Um, everyone needs to be double jabbed at the very least. Um, and I don't think some of the players, I think they've only had single jabs. Um, so they wouldn't have been able to, to travel. Yeah, Aaron, you want to come in? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say the, the, the main reason they've been from obviously Australia myself is that there is no chance they would have been allowed into the country unless they were triple vaccinated. I mean, even me, as yeah. someone who lives in Australia, going flying back in two weeks, the amount of trouble I'm having just trying to get back in, even though I'm triple vaccinated, is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, they, don't, they don't want you back, no? Yeah. No, they, don't, they uh, do not want me back. No. They, 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 they don't want you back for different reasons. They don't want to do vaccinations. I mean, you love one, they just need one jab. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you one further question. For go, them, go, them. Going back. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say there was a in in the MCG up that what I wanted to say was across all three games the um, stewards were absolutely amazing, so friendly, completely different to how you get in the UK. Um, you can have a laugh and a joke with them. I mean, one of the stewards at the MCG, I said to him, um, "Do you play any other sports here apart from football?" And he just looked at me, <laughs> just went, "What?" And I, I, he thought I, I was being serious. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, excellent, good stuff. And you met one other um, Palace player, Jack Butland. You and him are best mates now, aren't you? Is that right? I, yeah, yeah. We so we landed we landed in Perth and we were a little bit parched, so we stopped to have a drink
in one of the bars. And I just saw this Palace player walking towards us, going towards the departure lounge, and I just shouted, Jack, you're going the wrong way. And um, he, came, he came over, and we were chatting to him. He said he'd broken his hand. It was a clean break. There was no point hanging around. He was going to fly home for the operation, and he'd be out for about eight weeks. And I said to him, that's a bit of a bummer, because, you know, we've just signed Sam as well, and there's obviously competition there now. And... Um, yeah, the, the guy I was with, Dave, asked him, he said, so what's happening with you and, and the transfer speculation? And he said, I don't know. He said, I'm not being transferred. I am not going anywhere. I don't know why they signed Sam. So, he's, yeah, really? you know, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely here to stay. He's, he's, not, he's, he's got no plans to leave Palace at the moment. Is there anything in the chat for Yeah, yeah. An interesting comment from Colin Waterman. Good to see you, Colin. Uh, even though it was split, I feel, I feel it was a success. Uh, we came to see which youngsters we can step up when needed with players getting more uh, minutes is beneficial overall. These are quality players and playing their individual roles in both sides. Uh, it was just a matter of bringing them together, doing, doing the same things as in pre-season. Um, and as we all know, pre-season is essential. Um, Tom Clark Samuel says, Eze is like a new signing, brilliant pre-season. Yeah, good point. settled in well. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, Eze and Ferguson even, you know, I don't think Ferguson will be in the start of the 11, but Eze, really good comment. I think Eze, absolutely like a new signing for us. Yeah. Did he play what, he's Arsenal's in games last year? He's seen back to his, I, was, yeah. I was obviously saying, I was saying to Nick on the way here, wasn't I? The difference in a footballer having a pre-season and not having pre-season is absolutely humongous. I, I get I don't play football at their level, but having a pre-season what? and not having a pre-season is... Is, is, is huge, especially in the professional game. It must be absolutely huge. But I reckon it'll be so good for us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Really but I'd also have a minimum pre-season game. Okay. Um, and good turnout. And I think it's actually been brilliant having split teams because it's forced them to play the youngsters. Yeah, absolutely. Another <laughs> valid point. And I think Eze, he's got his confidence back. Yeah. He's now, you can see, he's confident as in his Achilles. Yeah. When he came back at the end of the last season, you could every, every time He's not pushing off, he's not, he's, yeah, yeah, but now his confidence is back yeah. and you see the way he's playing. Yeah. Very good. So, any more questions for Ferg? Anyone around the table? I haven't seen anything else. Okay. So, Ferg, um, we're doing a little bit of a prediction thing this evening. Um, I want to know your thoughts on the transfer window before you go. And I also like to know your thoughts on our potential finishing position this season. Um, I'm going to go ninth. Just creep inside okay, the top yeah. ten. Fair enough. Ninth. Yeah. Nigel, Nigel's making a note of all these first. Thoughts on uh, okay. the window so far? Um, yeah. I mean, I've, well, it's, I've, I think it's been really positive. Um, some decent youngsters yeah. in. I think we probably need one more striker if we can get if we can get that. Then. Um, yeah, that'll be great. And there's rumours Ben Techie's on his way out, possibly, but um, we'll see what happens there. Save me 120 grand a week. Your thoughts on the Ben Techie potential move? Um, I actually into... like Ben Techie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, controversial, I know, but I actually quite like Ben Techie. I think if, if somebody somebody like Ben Techie had a run in the side, five, six, seven games, I think he'd, he'd come back to his best. I don't think he's going to get that opportunity, though, at Palace. So it might be best if he moves on. I'm going to throw you a question left field, OK? You're not expecting this. I know you're not, OK? But if I was to give you an absolute choice, OK, 
um, a Chelsea player on loan, would it be uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek or Conor Gallagher coming back? And there is a reason why I'm actually asking that. Oh, tricky one. I'd have to go Conor. I'd have to go Conor Gallagher. Okay. And there, there is a reason why. We'll come to that later in the show, people. Uh, so, folks, you'll have to watch the rest of the show to understand why I asked you that question. Um, on behalf of the whole team, guys, Fergus, well done, mate, on your first appearance on the Red and Blue Review. And it won't be your last. We'll get you back. Come back later in the season, you promise me? All right. Yeah, yeah, no problem, yeah. yeah guys. <laughs> Take care, mate. Love to the family. Look after yourself. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, mate. So for everybody out there on in Facebook Cheers. land, what, okay, uh, you can't see what uh, what's on the table. Mr. Holyoke, Shane's Holyoke, has dished us up. What have we got? Lasagna here? What is it? Um, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Oh, yeah. Shepherd's, yeah. shepherd's it's, pie. It's more of a cottage pie. Cottage pie. It's beef. Shepherd's pie is lamb. Okay. Out in the chat, is it is shepherd's pie lamb or beef? Or cottage pie lamb or beef? I don't know. <laughs> so in the chat, I'm looking at the comments coming through. Your, uh, I asked the question to Fergus. Who would you sooner have that? And while these guys are eating, and I'll let them have a, uh, uh, stuff their faces for a minute, and I'll eat in a minute. I've been talking to uh, somebody that we trust very much on the show uh, on Twitter, Carl Davis, and I just asked him a straightforward question. Is there any chance of the uh, Conor Gallagher thing story being true? And his response to me was, it's certainly truer than it was last two, uh, two weeks ago. So it's pretty uh, penalty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing for sure, he won't be on pens this year. But we'll take over the pens again this year. Um, but there's also been lots of speculation out on social media that uh, Palace have uh, made inquiries yeah. about Ruben's off his cheek coming back on loan. I'd like to know your thoughts out in Facebook, lad. Uh, would you be quite happy with that? Um, the rumor I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to concentrate while these this I'm having a giggle in the background, which is the whole point of this doing mm. this live tonight. So, Joe, uh, your hospitality is being outstanding. We were busy mate. laughing at you, mate. Says Mr. Love on it. Is anybody out in Facebook land doing what Aaron's doing and watching? Uh, right, hang, on, hang on, can I just say, I'm missing the Love Island final to be here with you guys. So I think that is high priorities there, guys. Yeah, but you have recorded it. I have recorded it, correct. <laughs> Not only did he miss a whole palace tour of Australia, he's, he's all going. Uh, Simon Philbert says, if Connor stays at Chelsea, there's no World Cup for him. Good point, mate. Yeah, uh, George Wagner is saying we don't really need uh, Ruben's lost his cheek in that position. No, no I agree. Sure. You're no, talking about the World Cup, and, and if Ben Teke stays with us, he won't go to the World Cup. No. So, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll lie on TV. And they let you drive buses. <laughs> <laughs> Do we mention that that is a car crash? Or but, we live there? but then I would say, oh, yeah. yeah. But the whole thing about loan, I personally have a bit of an issue with getting players on loan like that. You want to build a team going forward, and I'd far rather players get time who have signed for contract, who are going to be there for several seasons, rather than get a player on loan, no matter how good they are, build a team around and play them, but knowing they're going to be. Season. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. But do you remember the last lone player that played for us, like Connor did last year, was another Chelsea player? Can Pat you remember? Pat Pat no, no. Was Loftus? No, no. Before that, the one I thought gave 
a long time ago. Lord Grimmy. For sale. For sale. Oh, yeah, right. Unbelievable. You said the last one before. You mean the yeah, first one? Yeah, sorry. The, well, the, the, the very first Chelsea oh. decent player that we had was unbelievable for us. And usually, loan players are not are not good. I can't say that. I, I, I mean, I mean, look, you know, you make a good point, Tim, that we want to build a team for the future. But Conor Gallagher did a brilliant job for us last season. He did yeah. a job. Um, it's a bit surprising that he won, a, won the player of the year in the end because his, his, his performance is tailed off. Second half of the season. season completely he wasn't now. as good. And I think with, with the additions that we're making, uh, Eze as a, as a starter now, whereas he wasn't this time last season, I'm not sure we need Conor Gallagher no, back. I'm really not sure. You know, well, if he, if he comes, I'm welcoming back. I think, but I, think I don't think we should we, we should break the bank to get him for sure. I got to be honest. I think with Eze, Eze is going to be the guy. But I don't think he's the same sort of player. But I firmly believe, obviously, Eze wants to play in that number ten. Doesn't he? Doesn't want to play in the wing. He's always wanted to play in that number ten. Yeah. But the only thing is, I'm not saying that Eze is a lazy player, but he will not give you the press. No, 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 no. See, that, I completely agree. Right? He is a luxury yeah. player. Yeah. Another luxury, a luxury player. Although he's an amazing player, he is a luxury player. And I think that he will make many substitute appearances this year. I mean, going off, being substituted. Yeah. When, if he doesn't work hard enough, yeah. I think Vieira will take him out of the game. Which you'll see. There, there is a lot. Have, a lot. have we talked Michael Elise yet? No, I'm going to do that in a minute. Okay. okay. Um, there is a lot of chat on social media at the moment that we are becoming Chelsea's finishing school. Uh, and <laughs> so, why do, why do we want to keep bringing people? Look at, when we had lost his sheet last time, he went. He got called up to the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Look at uh, Conor Gallagher so this time. He got called up to the England squad. Why are we? Yeah, I don't mind bringing a player like Loftus his cheek or even Conor Gallagher. It wasn't back. just that, was it? You yeah, know, Mitchell got one. Mitchell got called up on the on the basis that he was be. playing fantastic. Yeah. Mark Day as well, and they're both our players. Mm -hmm. So they both. I mean. Both our two of our players. Well, perhaps it's that deserves your merit. Well, maybe it's time that we did something a little bit different and said, if we're going to bring him back, we bring him back with an option to buy. Yeah, that I agree with the option to buy. But I think if he has another good season with us, then I think it's fifty million. Can I just do one more thing? And it's a remiss of me not to do this at the top of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that everybody at Red and Blue Review and everybody else watching this wants to say a massive. Congratulations to our girls, uh, the England girls last night. Um, I thought the way they conducted themselves right the way through the tournament, to even the way they conducted themselves post-match last three night, irons. Um, was outstanding. Apart from apart from the time they uh, they gate press the press conference, yeah, but even that was funny. That wasn't very professional, though, was it? Come but on. Did you, if you didn't see the press, if you didn't see the press conference, the, <laughs> the manager's press conference after the game last night, go go onto YouTube or whatever and look at the clip where the girls mm -hmm. came out. It was it was funny, maybe unprofessional, but you know what? I think they deserve every every right. Look at that. Uh, it was, oh yeah, I saw, can, that, I saw that picture of being doctored there. I can you imagine what the blokes would have done? The, the language had they had, had they won, right, it would have been horrendous. That was my point. Even but even immediately funny horrendous, but it, it, they wouldn't have been able to no. to have that same control. I think. I'm not sure they would have done. Oh, they're professional footballers. I, I disagree. So, absolutely disagree. Yeah. The girls. One of them, Matt, keeps saying, I mustn't swear, I mustn't swear, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, but um, she didn't, did she? She didn't. No, that's fine. I think we should allow them their moment. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Everything they just <clears throat> did, that's what But then like. this is so totally out of the norm for them. I mean, those professional players are playing World Cup. What's they their, what's their the, 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 the timeline? Does anyone know the timeline from when they all went 
professional contracts like a couple of years ago, two years, three years at the most. Well, that's amazing. With his young lady. Hi, Kimmy What's the young lady's name, Nodge? Can't hear you. You're on mute. Our producer is on mute. It's Lucy. Lucy, young Lucy. Lucy, are you okay? Are you okay? Really? Yes. Yeah. After Lucy Bronze, are you yeah. having a couple with Granddad? There's nothing like a couple with Granddad, is there? <laughs> Unfortunately, she's an Orange supporter. How old are you, Lucy? How old are you? Oh, and it's funny, Granddad. What's, what's Granddad? Eighty-six. That's enough. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. Lovely to see you. Take care. Uh, George is saying, "Yeah, good point, Nick. Uh, option to buy. Lionesses did the unthinkable. No pressure on the lads now. No, I think the, the Lionesses are absolutely did us proud and finally put the ghost of '66 to bed in, in my mind." Can I just say there was one of the best comments this on like this afternoon from uh, one of the I can't remember it was it Kelly I think the the the, the girl who scored the goal she turns around and uh, the interviewer goes um, Harry Kane was in aura you're finished and she turns around in her sunglasses she said she was absolutely hungover turns around and she goes I taught him that <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Well done, so what what comments have we got? No pressure on the girls. Uh, the girls never had any champagne. Yeah, that was interesting, Joan. Good point, though. There was no champagne spray at the end of the game. Was Prosecco, it? wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh! <laughs> uh, what else have we got in the old Lucy. comments? Nice, okay. Uh, Yuri will say, why not talking about the new signings? What? Is no one talking about the new signings? Well, okay, then. Over to you. Who was the start off with the goalkeeper? Sam Johnson. Uh, Ian? Yeah. Um, strange one, really, because we've got two really good goalkeepers um, competing for the number one spot. Um, I think if we'd had to pay a fee, we wouldn't have got him, but he's, he was on free. Um, clearly a good goalkeeper, England international, so so why not? But it's a strange one, especially listening to what Fergus said uh, about his conversation with Jack Butland. Um, Jack Butland's going nowhere. We hope Vincent Goethe's going nowhere. Sam Johnson's just arrived. Remy Matthews is out uh, on loan in St. Scotland. St. Johnson? Uh, and Johnston. So, um, and yeah, we've got Butler and then Johnston both injured. So it'll be young Whitworth, I think, on the bench on Friday night. So, so we've got you're just saying a bit, your comment was about we've got these goalkeepers, and now, now we actually need them. Yeah, I, it's a strange one for me, but I, I'm not against it. Fine, you know. Let, I was, was going to say, firstly, I think it's a very smart piece of business. For free, Sam Johnson on free is a very smart piece of business. But, but you do know also that he can stand in. He will definitely be a capable number one. Yeah. Given, the, given the option of being thrown in, he will be. But so, so would Jack Butler be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think... Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to find out that the... That I'm not going to say oh, the law... Paul Brickell said Owen Goodman will be the third-choice goalkeeper. All oh, right. Okay. How, I don't actually know this. This is a question. When does VG's contract run? Because let's not forget, actually, he is what thirty-three, yeah, thirty-four. Like maybe Palace is seeing this, but let's get Sam Johnson in a year early, and then we've got two and and young, young Premier, Premier League, League experience. Paul Bristow, how old is uh, uh, VG? Uh, don't forget, I think uh, 
I think um, Speroni was still playing at 38, wasn't he? Oh, of course. I can really understand that. If he's down 33, he's still quite young. But didn't VG always say he wanted to go back home to Spain as well at some point as well? So, you know. the wage tree as well. Is it? Is he? So there you go. You know, maybe they're getting Sam Johnson in, blood him for a season and say, look, you sit on the bench, train with them, and then next year it's between you and Jack Butler. I mean, he knows. VG has been a great keeper for us, but... Especially last season, I thought there were quite a few times where he didn't look particularly comfortable on crosses, and no. didn't give a lot of confidence. Joe, there's a question for you in the chat. What's for, what's for pudding? <laughs> You'll see it. I'll actually put it on camera, all right? You'll this like is, it. This is wonderful. So, I think the thing with the three goalkeepers is that one of them's going to have to miss out on the match day squad, haven't they? You know, that's yeah. the key thing. Yeah. Um, unless he puts two keepers on the bench, and I don't see the point in that. Itself. Well, the, the other thing is as well, realistically, he would have, he would have known, unless the club have have told him a bit of a porky and said you're coming in to be number two um and the button's off i mean that's what i heard i told you didn't yeah, i know yeah. that, that it was off um but and anyway but i mean even if he comes in as number three he's, playing, he's, in, he's involved in the premier league playing or not you can't play every game in fact you can't play any of the games if you're not chosen you need to you know you need to aspire like like uh, Adama, uh, um, what's his name? Adama who's now got Tao, yes. <laughs> very, thank you. Coventry, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's gone off to Coventry. And he'll have a great time there. He'll have a great time there. It will it'll make or break him. Adam Ramona. Yes. VG's going to be 36 in January. There you go. There you are, boys. VG's going to be 36 in January. So Yeah, but the thing is, who's the Watford thing that is the cycling GK? Ben Foster. Ben Foster's 39. And he could probably still do a job. Yeah, he was, oh, he, he was, he was in front absolutely. of a bad defence last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you now, if, really if, if someone had said that he was coming to us as a number two, oh, I would have been, I would have been joyous yeah. about that. Hundred percent. Very, very. very well, let's move it on to Malcolm. I know we touched a little bit on Malcolm Ebiobi. Uh, Ian, your thoughts on that? Yeah, great piece of business. Um, he's a youngster. Probably cost us thirty grand, didn't he, or something? And Derby fans are up in arms about it, it's but going, it's going to try Yeah, it's it? going to go through a tribunal. But he looks, I think he looks better than Luke Plunge to me. Um, real talented. Mm-hmm. Fergus alluded to the fact in the Man United game in Melbourne, he had one point where he took a couple of mad, he left them for dead. <laughs> you know, he said, See you later, you know, and uh, got his shot away. Well, there was the irony that Man United wanted him. They were really yeah. impressive, yeah. and he turned them down to come yeah. to us. Well, I think, I think, in my my opinion, the biggest signing and the, the most exciting thing, and the one that I was tracking all the way through it, was uh, Czech before I. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's our biggest expenditure so far. It's, uh, been after him for a while, haven't we? It's so. something that we've, we've been we've been certainly trying to get him for a long while. I don't know why quite so much. He chose SC25. I mean, I'm delighted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. West Ham run out of money, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> 100%. but I actually think what Tim has just said is valid. How much of an effect is the oh, Vieira effect? Massive. Well, we said that. We said that before, you know, when he came to the club. He said, I, I, the I, first I, thing I would have done, I would have walked into that changing room, got every person in the club, every person, hands you everyone on the way through the sea lady, the kick man, everything, wearing. That winning that World Cup winning medal, but I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I would. I mean, honestly, I'd never take. If that was me, I'd never take it off. I just go. Good job is not you, then. Oh, no, no. <laughs> if it's not real gold, it'd be tarnished by that. I, I know it's difficult. You know, pre-season games, they're not. You know, that's a lot of position. But down at Gillingham, I, I, I watched him quite a bit, and I think it's going to be a diamond for us because 
the ease with which he was doing this stuff. The, the way he played. Well, he's simple, left and right yeah, simple, left and right in the right place, the right time, laying the ball off. Nothing it reminds me of the way Maka passes yes. the ball. He bangs yeah. it at you and expects you to be able to control it. And the other thing, the other right. thing that a Gillingham game showed me, and it's the closest I've been to Zaha during the game, because he was on the left, and something occurred to me that I'd never thought of before, where his frustration comes from, because literally he is five seconds ahead of any other player yeah. that we've got, and looking for the game, where the ball should go, what to do. Well, he used to you be know? running wise, but yeah, now but he mind, isn't. You can see his, his mind is, but he's, he's there, his body isn't there. And so. he's not getting it. And no. that's, I can see where his frustration comes from. It was a lovely touch that Gillingham game when he was taken off, but he spent about 10 or 15 yeah, minutes signing autographs oh, yeah. to all the Gillingham fans that have been abusing yeah. him for the whole game. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fair play, Wilf. You know. yeah. uh, you're on to Zaha. Hold, hold, keep your pad yeah. dry on Zaha because I'll come to that in a minute. So, um, whilst we're talking about transfers, there's a comment that's good one. So, from Neil Sounds. Um, who has got a follower anniversary? So, you know, thank you very much, Neil, for your continued support. Yeah. If we buy a striker, who would you buy, peeps? And, and Leon, I, I have messaged you, Leon. Okay, please come on the red and blue with you. You are more than welcome. We'd love to have you. Ronaldo. Uh, who do we want as a striker? Aaron, in Twenty-five goals. Don't, don't come to me. Get to Europe. Aaron don't come to me. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any thoughts right. on the striker? I personally, um, oh, it's going to divide. I, I don't think we need a striker. I personally don't think we need a striker. was going to do. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back with my boy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jordan Ayer for me. <laughs> no, I think I think. Look, we, we saw there was plenty of people pre-season. I reckon Eddie looks up for it this year. He looks hungry. You know, I reckon Mateta nicked that spot at the end of the year, and you know we signed him for I can't even remember how much. What fifteen million pounds from Celtic? Say whatever it was, and that must be a man that's saying, "I didn't come here to sit on the bench." I'm hungry. So you've got two very healthy strikes out. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree with people when it comes to Ben Teke. I will personally get in my car and drive him down to Wolves while I am still here. It's up to Wolves. However, up to Wolves. However, Mateta and Edouard, two perfectly capable strikers. And competition for each other. Exactly. And then, you know, we're talking about people and youngsters that we've got coming through. So personally, I think we don't need a striker. Um, so that's my answer to that. I think... We need players in other positions, but we'll get on to that. Uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, point. welcome to the gel and Aaron Lovin on the Red and Blue Review. Thing is, though, you say that with an hour issue for a lot of seasons has been scoring goals. Completely, I oh, know, I completely and agree. We've tried everything to bring players in, and since what, Andy Johnson, we really haven't had some. No, yeah. I think the way we play now, in terms of the way we play football with Patrick Vieira, we don't need a striker that's going to bang 20 goals in a season. Look, every club needs a striker that's going to bang in, you know, a few goals a season. But the way we play, we've got Wilfred Zaha, we've got Michael Olise, we've got Eze. You know, we don't just need the striker. We've got three perfectly capable players around that area of the pitch that can score us goals. So, And you'll know it. And Jordan Nye, of course, our best mate. Michael Joe will not let you in the house. <laughs> right, so I'm going to move it on before yeah, we come to the on. elephant in the room. Okay, uh, Chris Richards, uh, American international, aside uh, from Bayern Munich, yeah. uh, utility player, can play anywhere across the back line. Uh, anybody's thoughts? Yeah, I think the reason we've got him is, is young, his um, career ahead of him, of course, um, already proven at a reasonable level, and um, somebody who can play. Centre back and right back, I think. Not about left, but 
probably can as well. I think, right back I think one of the way. things we think might happen this season a bit more than it did last season is switch formations during games. Three Not just start with three across the back, maybe start with a flat back four, then move to three at the back, have your wing backs on, push you forward and all the rest of it. So I think I think Patrick Vieira's got one eye on that to be able to switch formations during games and Chris Richards is fundamental to that plan work. Because Ward is not what the team needs. So that was going to be my point about what I'm personally, I think we need to move right back. I know that's up for discussion. Well, Ward has never let us down. No, completely. He got an assist the other day. But the thing is, you're saying that, but nor is, what's his name? Clyde. He's just come Clyde. So we have the potential to lose two right backs next year. I don't think Clyde's going to get another year. Maybe. We're going to do the Zaha thing in a minute, okay? But before we do, Simon just made a, a good point in the chat. Uh, anybody else laughing that Brighton have lost their best player and about to be their second best player <laughs> so far? Yes, I, I love so that. Kuzuma's gone, and what, what was the other one? is about Kuka, to go. Kuka just need that Trossard or shit to go as well. Because oh. he is a good player. I don't care what he's yeah, yeah, And I'll tell player. you what, if Trossard was to go as well, you're going down. Okay. Yeah, we don't want him to go down because it's two games a year that we love going. Right, OK, let's move on to Wilfred Zaha, the elephant in the room. We are at that stage where his contract is up at the end of the season. Um, uh, come January, he can start talking to other clubs. He is absolutely on fire at the moment. Do, we, do you think he's going to he's playing for a new contract or do you think he's playing for a contract away? Nobody first. Uh, well, I think we should offer him a new contract. Full stop. You no, we not done. Um, I, I don't know. Um, have we? Um, we should definitely offer him an improved contract, keep him for another two or three years. Um, that's what I would do. Um, is he planning for a move away? Who knows? But he's certainly playing really well pre season and um, looking as sharp as ever. Loose? Yeah, why would not? We could possibly keep Zaha. But if he goes, I'm pushing well. He's, he's, he owes he's, nothing. A, no, he doesn't. Don't get wrong, he's earned a pretty buck with us. And, you know, it's worked out very well. But when he. When he disappears for a few games, it's gutting, it's disappointing. And, and you know, that's kind of something we'd like to see. But he's still the best player I've ever seen in the Palace shirt. Couldn't agree with you more. Could not 100%. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the spotting for Conor Gallagher. Oh, that's what I said in, in the chat, chat ladies and gentlemen. We're the chat going. Conor Gallagher's straight swap for Wilfred Zaha. In fact, it'll be, it would be Wilfred Zaha, Conor, and Cash. So, question. Anybody got any other thoughts on that? Connor and Cash. Connor and Cash. Well, Cash. worth more than Millwill. <laughs> How much do we own United yeah. still? If we twenty-five percent. But if, 25%. You, if, you, if, you, if we get a swap deal with Chelsea, Man United would get sweet. No, no, they, no, they wouldn't because it goes to arbitration. They would work out the, what the difference is, and hopefully, we, if we could get someone crooked and say that Connor's only worth twenty, then they would get nothing. But you know, he's not. He's only up. Can I stamp on that and just say that Chelsea do not need any more wingers? So I do not the believe he's a forward, though, isn't he? Yeah, it? I know. He's more of a forward these days. He hasn't got the pace to be a winger anymore. Yeah, but they've got Hudson Adoy, Sterling, yeah, no, Pulisic. Yeah. They've got so many there. Do they need to have? Probably not. Let's be honest. I don't know if that deal would interest them. I, I, I personally think. Well, I'll, te- I'll tell you what, me and Nick discussed this quite a while ago when it, it first came out but when Roma was seriously you know blowing smoke up Will's ass saying you know the manager Mourinho saying how much he loves him and this that and the other 
I, I immediately rang Nick and said, I think it could be a Tammy Abraham with Swap. And I'd be hugely up for that. Well, if he goes anywhere, I just want him to go abroad. Do not want him yeah, to go abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but the other, just, I mean, you know, I know we're, we're, we're going off at a tangent, but again, you're saying about player for player, but would you take Tammy Abraham? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a young, 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 young guy, yeah. you know, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. We'll go back around the table. So who, who did we do first? Uh, ninth. You did ninth. Okay. Ian. Do you know, well, that was the number in my mind as well. Oh, was so, it? So, oh. I'm, so, I'm, so I'm going to say eighth. Eighth, okay. Simbo. Seven. Oh, 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 that's a European place, isn't it? It, yeah, would, it, it would be if City start Europe. winning. That's conference league, isn't it? Yeah, I know, that's what I mean, but that's what it would be. It would be. Fifth yeah, and yeah. sixth is your own. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Love Island. Oh. Who's going to win? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go a steady 10 for us this year. Okay. Out in the chat, I still want your numbers, okay? Lucy, who, where do you think? I'm going to go eight or nine. Um, no, 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 points that we dropped last season. I think, I think it's going to be a bit tighter. Turn those yeah. draws into wins. Yeah. 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 Turn yeah. those draws into wins. It's, it's, it's late goals. It's late bloody late goals. killing us. Yeah. Of, which, of which VG was responsible for this is, few. And I'm not going to mention the scum. Okay. And sadly, I have some very, very sad news that I've got to agree with Tim Richards. My number I started the evening with was seven. Can I change one? <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, uh, Nigel Croucher. Come on, please. I, love, I want to know your thoughts. You're not just compiling the numbers, I want to know what your number is. And here he comes, Leon. If you're still out there, uh, uh hopefully, hopefully, hope, there we go. There you go. Right. So, Daniel Garlic saying seventh. Who else have we got? On I'm there? saying eight. You're going eight, George wow. going thirteenth. Uh, Uriel saying eighth. Who else we got out there? Uh, Leon, if you're there, I want you to come on and tell us where you think. Uh, okay. Uh, Smarty Marty out in the Bahamas. He agrees with me. Good, good one. Nice one. Stephen Isles is going in ninth. Okay. Theresa would love another cup run. Yeah. I, mean, I think we yeah, always yeah, go yeah, with that. He's coming home. Yeah, yeah. You could shout. Um, we'll finish. What did I say first? Paul Holden. Paul, don't forget what they used to say on Grange Hill. Just say no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so well, well let, me, let me just say that 442 magazine which i have yep. in front of me here the uh, season previous advertising i know uh, <laughs> they Palace finished 12th last season they predicted us to finish bottom of the league yes uh, which yeah, I totally I they didn't respond uh, they finished we're saying they turned 12th for us they actually sound bright and above us, which you can't agree with. The oh. And the really weird thing is that bright the 200 to 1 to win the league, we're 500 to 1 to win the league, which I don't get at all. What? No. You are joking. No, I'm not joking. No. Right, let, let's give some um, some predictions as well. Uh, Super George, uh, 12. Daniel says a 7th. Fergus says a ninth, And above bright's going, yeah. Yes. Um, there we go. Uh, Uriel says 8th. Uh, 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 let's have a look. Yes. Um, Mark F- Drew, 13th. F- at F- worst. Um, Paul Gruber, I'm going for five. Call me man, but I have the faith. Loving the faith. Love that. Um, blah, 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 blah. Steve Jupp, uh, we've got a hard start. Tenth. Paul Holden, we'll finish first again. Loving your optimism. Stephen Isles, ninth. Uh, Teresa, yeah, we, I think we'd all like another cup one. How fantastic was that last season? 
Leon Sounds, uh, eight. Eight, uh, Leon, eight. Yeah. Tim Davis, ninth. Teresa also said seventh, by the way. Thank you. What's the lowest prediction so far, Liz? Uh, I think it was Paul with a crazy burst, but let's discount no, that. No, 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 no. I think oh, it's been it about 12. 12. 12. Oh, I said 12. So nobody out there thinks we're going to finish below 12. Oh, Mark says, Mark Drew says um, 13. Mark Drew. Uh, okay. Can I just say, the when we done this last year, the, the comparison between this year and last yeah, year yeah. when everyone had us favourites to get relegated there was that 18th feel about yeah, the place now look yeah. at how optimistic we are well, as a well, team I'm glad you mentioned last year because uh, I predicted 12th last year when did we finish 12th I fell with me cakes <laughs> get your prediction in Phil I've got a question who did you start on Friday uh, well, the whole team, um, yeah. Go right in the middle of up front, in the middle up front, because the back four is pretty. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who start up top on Friday. It'll be Edward yeah. because he started against Montpellier and he did his chances the world good by getting those two goals, and he played well. Oh, so agree. for me, yeah, it's going to be Edward that starts up top, and it'll be Jordan O who starts wide right. Yeah. Um, at least they apparently has started training. Well, there's some bad vibes coming out this week about Michael Elise. Um, I hope it's all rubbish, um, but we do hope that he gets training and he's, he's fighting for a place real soon. So uh, yeah. he was in the crowd at QPR. A few people were talking yeah. to him there. So if you were there, you might know more than I because I wasn't. Michael Elise, if you are watching this, there is no place in our squad for pretty big bollocks, okay? No place whatsoever. And if what I heard is true, I heard that. There is no place for it. Can uh, do you want to elaborate on no. that? Or, no, yeah, yeah, let's not be an echo chamber. So, upcoming fixtures. I was trying to leave the upcoming fixtures, but I can't get that. Nigel, have you got that slide up for the upcoming fixtures, please? I'll be very grateful. Um, we, have, we have, I'm being sick. I'm really sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I've got my holiday book for the first game of the season. I won't be at the Arthur game. So, <laughs> that's that's well, nearly as funny as me. My colleagues here will be hosting the show on. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do a show on Sunday night, uh, Sunday the 7th of August, 8pm, uh, uh, to re, uh, review the Arsenal game and look ahead, of course, to Liverpool. And by then, we should know about our League Cup tie, I think, as well. Second round, um, which is sometime towards the uh, end of August. Um, so that'll be good as well. We'll get that in the diary. Um, of course, but we go, we go Friday the 5th, and then we go Monday the 15th before we play again. We've got a 10-day break. Wow. And... Um, I read an interesting article in The Athletic, Lucy. You probably got this as well, um, where they, they put the games of TV games in groups and um, Friday nights and Monday nights are grouped together with some Sunday 2 p.m.s. Now, we can only have five games on TV in each of the groups. That's two of them in the first two games, gone. Wow. So don't bank us on us playing too many more Fridays or Mondays, thank goodness, after the start with... Uh, right, I'll be back for holiday then, so I can go to the Saturday fixture. <laughs> you yeah, thanks for that, Lord. Out of curiosity, ladies and gentlemen, in the background, he doesn't look like a bomber, does he? He's built more like a bouncer, but he's actually doing a fantastic job for us in the back in the background. I think he's trying to get. I think he's trying to get me drunk. Here, <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, all, I'm all good, thank you. No, I'm, I've got my coat, thanks, mate. Okay, we've got, <laughs> we've got uh, George saying, Lucy, tell everyone I want to see a bicycle bicycle kit go in this season. At least one of the goals, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think, I think that could be pretty jolly. In fact, uh, you didn't end well get very close that the other day. He tried. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he tried. 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 
That'd be nice. That'd be, I mean, we have got some difficult fixtures, opening fixtures coming up, as I'm sure you're you're aware. Uh, but you'll be sure that the team here, my wonderful team here, Red and Blue Review will be all over it. Guys, anything else? Predictions for Friday night. Predictions for Friday night. And Facebook lane. Come through quickly. Yeah, your prediction. Yeah, can I, I just say I'm actually going to my first game in three years, thanks to the man <laughs> sitting on my right. So I'm very much looking well, forward Joe. to it. No, no, that one over there, sorry. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it, and I hope I do not scream your ear off like I might do. Lucy, no. predictions for Friday night. Two one us. Yes. Same here. Two one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Our, Aaron? Our up. I'm going to go for a, a one one. Yeah, I think that's quite simple. Not really. Three one to Crystal Palace. Whoa! Oh, no. Three one. Timbo. Two one to us. Anything coming through in the chat? Yeah. Yes. So get your predictions in. So what have we got here? We've got um, Fergus saying two one Palace. Garlic. Uh, it says two one for every game. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Daniel Garlic. 2-1 is probably the most often scored um, mm. uh, score, uh, play score. Uh, Daniel Garlic, 3-1. Uh, Smarty Marty out in the Bahamas, 2-1 Palace. Joan Wells, 2-1. Oh, popular. Phil Usher, 3-1 Palace. Optimistic. Uh, Tom, 3-2. Tim Davis, 2-0. Curtis, 2-2. Uh, Steve Jupp, draw for me, 1-0. Um, Lee Lockwood, I just moved you through. Um, uh, Super George, 2-2 um, two, two Palace. Versus Arsenal, for the clarification. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, um, he's your favourite team we're playing on Friday night, George, don't forget. Uriel, uh, two all, Teresa, three two, Martin, this is the worst episode of Come Die With Me. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not if you tasted it, I'm not being funny. Yeah, we the get our five paddles out. out. Um, Leon, 2-1, Stephen Arles, 2 all. Uh, Simon ah. Philpott, gutted to say 3-1. Leave that on the screen, Nigel. Like, is that, that the kit they're wearing this, on this Friday is the, night? This is the... If that's true and that's not made up, I want you to all look carefully on the screen. This is the Arsenal's third kit. Now, if it's true, even the even the symbols on there are exactly the same as the London Transport ah, States. Ah, it ah. can't be. That's got to be. He said somebody on the Piccadilly line was wearing the same outfit. Unbelievable. It cannot be. It cannot be. How funny would it be? Unbelievable, Jeff. Right. Okay. So listen. I think we're going to wrap up there. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I must say thank you to everybody, each and every one of the team here. Uh, our wonderful host this evening, Mr. Holyoke. Okay. You've done us proud, as always. And then anybody who uh, wants a fantastic kitchen for you, give Jell a buzz. He's brilliant. Our, I'm shame you're not down here with us tonight, but Nigel Croucher, our wonderful producer, okay? He does, he does some brilliant work in the background. Sadly, uh, this season, young uh, Greg is... Moving on to different pastures, he's, he's got himself, is it 100 gigs or something he's got over, this, over the winter? So he won't be joining us very much this year. On behalf of each and every one of them around his table, stay safe, enjoy the rest of the summer, enjoy Friday night, give him a shout for me. I'll be bronzing my gorgeous godlike body on the beach. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Love Island Beach. My name is Nick Philpott. This is the great team of Red and Blue Review. We wish you well. Take care, everybody. Good night. See you. Good night. Love the palace. Come on, my Come on, my